The Commentary Booth is a show for media lovers by media lovers just like you. If you want to support the show, go to pariomagazine.com.au. Welcome to the Commentary Booth, where we watch, and you guessed it, commentate on the week that was in movies and TV. I'm your host and play-by-play commentator, Jamie Apps, and each week I am joined by a rotating cast of colour commentators to help you find your next viewing treat. This week, I'm joined by a freelance social commentator who lists their favourite movie as American Psycho and favourite TV show as Peaky Blinders. Welcome back to the show, Blake Robinson. Hello, Jamie Apps. Happy to be back. Yeah, for the second time today. Try again. Yeah, what's been happening on your end of the world? You're free to move about now. How's that feel? Oh, yeah, but I haven't really taken much advantage of it. <laughs> I was literally just saying this afternoon, like, is lockdown over, is it? Because I just seem to be doing the same thing. <laughs> just got too comfortable in that five-month period of doing nothing. So this is me now. Any social... <laughs> yeah that's that's fair that's kind of my whole life at the moment i haven't really done anything like extravagant now that we can i've just monday darts went back so i played darts oh, for yeah. the first time that's exciting that was fun but holy dooly my arm was sore for the next like three days <laughs> i just had like the worst pain in my elbow i was just like oh yeah i haven't thrown a dart and four months just lay on the lounge and not throw them at the throw them up in the air and catch them again just for practice get your arm going yeah that, that seems like a good way to lose an eye you learn the hard way no it's been um busy 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 on <laughs> on the tv show front i haven't really even watched anything of substance it's just been binging on stuff i need a knockover squid game smash that out soprano has been watching that like an absolute madman and um, Love Love Island is back. So I've been trying to catch up on Love Island because I don't watch it live on the TV. So I've been watching a couple of episodes a night to catch up. I'm just all over the place. Haven't even, I don't even have the time to watch movies these days. I Love Island. Only you would be like so keen to catch back up on that. Oh, uh, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's addictive. But it's, it's painful to watch this season in a way, but it's so entertaining. You can't take your eyes off it. Uh, why's that? All the guys are absolute duds this season. Well, when aren't they though? But still, they're just irritated. They're so irritating. I'm easily irritated, and these guys just do do my head in. They just push you to the limits. Yeah, it's um, character building viewing. That's for sure. Makes you feel good about yourself. Though. I guess that's the one positive of watching those sort of trashy shows. You're like, oh no, I'm actually a normal human being. Yeah, I've never felt so normal in my life. Just sitting back watching this stuff. But no, it's it's good. I'm I'm up to episode six, and there's eight out, so I might knock the seven and eight out that tonight. And uh, yeah, it's heating up. Let me tell you, there's controversy and there's drama, and it's scandalous, Jamie. It's scandalous. Okay, I'll let you enjoy that all to yourself. I'll be just. Just over here watching other weird nerdy things. <laughs> no, I enjoy it. 
you mentioned not watching a ton of movies. We did watch one. Managed to sneak one in and it's a doozy. It's a doozy. One we've been waiting for. Yeah, we've been waiting, what, almost a year now? And spoiler alert, it looks like we're going to be waiting for another one. Uh, yeah, we are. There is, there is a third one. They, do, they did a trilogy. So we're talking about Halloween. Halloween kills in, in particular, yep. And midway through the movie, I Googled it. I was curious. It looked like at the start of the movie, like the cinematography was different. It looked like it was produced totally different. But then I realized that the start was actually like a flashback to the original Halloween. That's why it was like old and looked heaps different. Yeah, yes, yeah, that weird time jump that that I did my head in a bit. Till I was like, "Am I watching the right movie here?" Yeah, I so I quickly quickly Google to find out um, if this has got like new producers or like cinematographers. But then it quickly flipped back to current times, and it made sense. Yeah, but while I was doing that, I noticed on the Wikipedia page it actually had the title for the next one that comes out next year. So I was like, "Oh," which is titled Halloween Ends. Yeah, we got Halloween in 2018, Halloween Kills this year. So honestly, I can't see Halloween ever ending. I think it's yet just the end of this new rebranded trilogy, basically. It's, yeah, it's the 12th installment in the Halloween franchise, which is pretty crazy. So they're going to stop at unlucky number 13, are they? That makes sense. Yeah, I think that's probably the plan. It seems like a good idea and a... I think the delay actually kind of worked in their favor last year as well because it's now worked out that Halloween in 2018 came out 40 years after the original. Halloween Kills came out 40 years after the original sequel. And then Halloween Ends is going to be exactly 40 years after the third yeah, installment. Right. So I think the, the year delay kind of worked in their favor. Do you reckon it was a plan all along? Uh, no, no. They were definitely planning to get it out last year and capitalize on the momentum they had. But Halloween ends, do you reckon this is, it's always been planned to do this last one? It's a big call to like close a like close the page on or the cover or whatever. Yeah, I I don't know what they're gonna do. Like maybe they like just refresh and start all over, but that'd be a bit strange, I guess. Someone will pick it back up in 20 years for sure. It's too... It's, it's too big of an iconic franchise now. Thoughts, though. It, it, someone asked me what was better, the first one or the Halloween Kills, and I said, well, probably the f- first one, taking nothing away from Halloween Kills because just the hype and it was the first one back and it was all different or new, but taking nothing away from Halloween Kills. I thought that they carried the story on nicely. It wasn't, I heard some people say it was a bit of a cheese fest, but I didn't see that. Halloween is a cheese fest, really, if you want to paint it with that brush. Yeah, so like this one begins right after the 2018 uh, remake ends with Mike in Laurie's house while it's on fire. Uh, He escapes somehow and then continues on the murderous rage through the town and yeah, I I think this one was not quite to the same level as the 2018 Halloween. The kills were very creative. I'll give them that. The, the... So there's a couple that were unrealistic one. But the one that stood out when he, um, he was in that house and he grabbed like the fluoro light tube and like smashed it and like 
jam that through that lady's throat. I was like, oh, I don't know about that one. But it's just a movie. Just reminded myself it's just a movie. Don't get too carried away. That one definitely stuck out in my mind because I was like, oh, that's very like deathmatch wrestling. Yeah. A favorite weapon of deathmatch wrestlers. So I was like, hey, someone's been watching their wrestling. <laughs> yeah, do you reckon he's a bit of a wrestling fan? Imagine Mike Myers in the ring. He'd be unstoppable. He'd be the the undertaker of I'm um I'm trying to get my head around. Is he can we call him a superhero? He can't die. Well, I'm curious to see how they kill him. That's that was my biggest issue with this movie. There was three times in that movie I was like, there, that's it. So he got shot a few times. I'm like, how the hell? Like, didn't he get like, shot in the back and he was getting his head stomped on or something? I'm like, how's he getting up for this? Then he had like a shotgun in the back of his head. When he's on that murderous rampage, the whole like town rises up and the whole mob mentality of, no, we've had enough of this crazy guy going around killing everyone. That was um, a bit frustrating to watch, hey? I don't know. I feel like the hospital scene and they were, um, because when that, in the first one, when the, um, like the mental hospital bus crashed and they all got out and that other little guy escaped. Then they all, all the, the mob at the hospital thought he was running around. He, they thought he was Mike Myers. Yeah, which was ridiculous because he's not even anywhere near the same size. <laughs> yeah, well, like, he wears a mask. Yeah, but. Yeah, then, then that, that was sort of like wholesome moment when she, um, what, what was the name? Um, Jamie Lee Curtis character, her daughter was like protecting him and trying to lock him in the room, but it almost felt like she trapped him in there and set him up to be murdered. But that was, yeah, it was a pretty tragic ending to that sequence. Yeah, that poor guy like cops the short end of the the straw there. Uh, Very gory. Um, it was pretty actually pretty cool how they showed the aftermath of what happened there. I won't tell, won't give too much away. It was very gory. The movie it was, yeah, it was cool. They did it well. I really enjoyed the the kills and those bits and pieces, but like, yeah, they did them very well. But like I said, it wasn't cheesy at all. I didn't like, obviously, it's like a cheesy franchise, but like it wasn't. Nothing was un, like completely unrealistic. Like it was enjoyable. Like plot wise, I thought it was a bit thinner than like the 2018 one. Just felt like it had a bit more. Oh, there was heaps more to it. Heaps more substance. It was like a good movie, like a good story. But I suppose this yeah. was just. This one felt more like just a basic horror slasher. Yeah. I didn't like the, the time jumps backwards and forwards because they weren't like super obvious that they were time jumps. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like the start of the movie, I was like, oh, this looks weird. I was like, has this got a new cinematographer or director? It looks very different. Yeah, they, and like the Mike Myers costume is very similar. They didn't really make it too much different in the flashback. Yeah, they didn't make it clear. They didn't make it clear with the flashback. They should it should have put it up on the screen, like. Yeah, it, it ne- or it needed to have more like more effects done to the actual footage to make it clear that like, hey, this is a different time period, so it looks a bit more grainy or something. Where it didn't really do that. Yeah, exactly. I didn't like that they basically sidelined Laurie for the whole movie after she got stabbed. She basically just spends the whole movie doing nothing, sitting in a hospital. I was like, um, yeah, true. She's she's kind of like it's her the Halloween franchise is her it's about and Myers her. yeah exactly and she's not in this at all yeah that, you make a good point there oh well maybe she comes in as heavy next up well, what do you reckon does she kill Mike she'd have to that's that's set up it's set up like that I think it comes down to like a one on one between her and Mike to especially after spoiler her daughter died so 
Oh, she did too at the end. Well, we don't know. We assume. Oh no, she did. Yeah, she definitely does. Yeah, that was a bit. That was a big kill. Yeah, they weren't afraid to kill off some prominent characters in <laughs> in Halloween Kills, were they? Yeah, I think they just let everyone that was just in the town. They can. They're all just fluff. They can disappear. It, it's really about these core group from the original Halloween. I like how they brought in the um, how they tied in, made up a bit of a story about the cop. Yep. How they sort of made it sort of almost his vendetta against Myers. That's what, in a way, they sort of took the attention off Laurie a bit and put it onto the cop. My other issue was like, obviously the time jumps were hard and I didn't like how it didn't really feel like a, the 2018 one was all about Myers coming to Laurie's house and Laurie setting up to defend. Whereas this one kind of jumped between half a dozen different characters and had heaps of different plots going on. And I was like, okay, this is a bit confusing. Can we just pick one or two and just stick with them for a little bit longer than we are? And like you said, the supernatural part, I was like, wait, so is he like actually supernatural or is he just a dude? And I think they've kind of set up now that, yeah, he is supernatural. Like the mob catch him, they shoot him, they beat the crap out of him and he gets up and then just takes them all out. Yeah. Um, he really rose from the ashes there, didn't he? It was... um. I was like, he's not getting away with this, that's done. Yeah, so he's basically risen from the ashes twice, physically the first time. and I like shooting him. It was actually cool too when he stepped out of the house without his mask on. We nearly got his face. I like with the, the mob too that they kind of became the evil that they were scared of where they, when they do chase down the, the mental hospital patient, like they kind of bring about the horror that they're trying to prevent had a bit of a deeper meaning like we said this this one leaves this one leaves the ending open for halloween ends which is due october 14 next year if i could have my time again i'd wish i didn't know there was going to be halloween ends coming out next year i wish i just i found that out at the end of the movie because every scene i'm like well he obviously doesn't die now yeah true that kind of kind of does ruin it for you if you know that's coming yeah like, well he's obviously not going to die like just how then it becomes like well, how's he going to get away from this yeah like i i went into this knowing that the sequel or the the third was coming because the original plan was to film halloween kills and halloween ends at the same time but then because of because of all the covid situation and all the extra things that they had to go through, it became a, a much bigger project than they originally planned. So they ended up splitting and they're doing, they've, I think they're currently filming ends now. Yeah, right. Yeah, I've loved, I've loved this reboot of the franchise though. It's been made well. They've definitely done it justice. Like I said, I think 2018 was better. Uh, this one was probably, I think this one was necessary to flesh out the story and get us to the next one. It didn't really do a lot for itself but i think it was a necessary step to get to the next one yeah so it was like the 2018 was a clear like opening sort of monologue and a bit of juice then the middle one where we just seen halloween kills was just straight up whatever i wanted originally then i think i'm hoping the last one's going to be like a bit of a bookend where it's sort of a slow burn and like a almost like a bit of a ballad if you will yeah, I hope I hope the next one just like does a nice job of closing out everything and sealing up the story so that we we can leave with 13 Halloween movies that have a nice ending that's defined and not leaving 
big open questions. Yeah. But yeah, all in all, very I was very happy with it. Definitely wasn't the cheese fest, which was I was told. Yeah, it's definitely like just a classic slasher with elements of that, but I think there was there was enough there to build to the next one. And now a quick word from our sponsors. Are you looking for an easy way to warm yourself up from your belly out this winter or cool yourself down when summer returns? Get into the mix and contact Annie Burnside, your local Thermomix consultant, to book a virtual or face-to-face cooking experience and discover the world's smallest, smartest kitchen. Find Annie on Instagram at that.thermo.life. Deathmatch Down Under is a professional wrestling promotion based out of the western suburbs of Melbourne, Australia. Deathmatch Down Under put on some of the most exciting professional wrestling events ever seen in Australia. With their unique combination of match styles, which range from technical showcases right through to ultra-violent deathmatches. Watch DMDU shows and buy tickets to their future shows on their website at www.deathmatchdownunder.com.au. You mentioned watching Squid Game, the talk of the world at the moment. What have what have you been thinking of it? Yeah, it's done crazy numbers. Um, it was sick. It was just different. It was different. Like, like obviously the, the obvious thing to compare it to is the Hunger Games. But what, what would you cross it with? <laughs> Not two things, Parasite and the Hunger Games. Yeah, probably that's probably the the best two. Yeah. Um, that was sick. I rate it. It's just like a crazy Japanese game show, but straight up violence. And they did not hold back. I like the sort of how it switched between like wholesome stories in like family life and yeah, like like the reason why these people were putting themselves through this crazy. Yeah. Then all of a sudden it flips a switch and it's just the most violent. Yeah, it felt like um Takeshi's Castle on like steroids yeah it was full on I me mean, it went like the first game that red light green light and they first started killing people it's like whoa because <laughs> i didn't really i don't i didn't really know i think everyone was in the same boat they didn't really know much about it when they first started watching it i definitely didn't i didn't even bother watching a trailer or anything i was just like, oh, i'm just gonna watch it I, I sort of loosely got told what it was about but i definitely <laughs> wasn't expecting it it was just so yeah it was really entertaining it was good a good watch well obviously because i think what 110 million accounts have watched it <laughs> yeah it's like netflix's highest performing show ever basically and what was your favorite game to watch red light green light is a good one to watch like i wasn't into the show until that game and i was like okay yeah now you've got me i'm sold now and the uh, the glass bridge was pretty hectic too yeah, I was going to say the class bridge was sick because that was like straight up gambling, like 50-50. Yeah, it's just 50-50 every time unless you're like the dude that could like read the light refracting through it. There was a lot of good tactics in that one too. Yeah, I definitely like the glass one. That was pretty brutal. Oh, yeah, and like like you said, like there's no there's no way to like have a skill-based challenge to that. It was just like pure fluke. Now, if you if you could play, had the opportunity to play any one of those games, but you don't die, you just get eliminated. Say the glass one, you'd fall, but you'd fall onto like big mats 
And it's like, you don't die. Which would, what game would you want to play? The glass one would be fun to play, like, but also you'd have to just randomize the draw because everyone knows it now. Exactly. Everyone would be like, no, I'm going last. I'm not going first. The little sugar cracker with the needle. I think that'd be fun to do. Yeah, that'd be cool. But again, like everybody knows, everybody knows pick the uh, most basic shape. Don't pick the umbrella. Yeah. But I thought, weren't like all the games like traditional Korean sort of things? Yeah, like Korean kids games. Like in a way, like childhood. So they should have, everyone should have had a rough idea. Well, the old man did, I guess. A lot of tactics started coming to it, especially with the marbles. Oh, yeah, that was, a, that was a very sneaky one. That was that was, <laughs> that was one where it just became down to who was just going to be like the worst human being and screw over their, their partner. I'm trying to think like what Australian kids games you could have. Like, yeah, um, what have we got? Like Bull Rush. Um, you know, it'd be good. Beep test. Did you did the, did you ever do the beep test? Like if you if you miss the if the, if you miss the beep, you just get snipered. That'd be fun. That'd be fun to watch. That'd be great to watch. That'd really make, really make it run. That'd make sure you get fit. So if you don't make the beep, you're Gonski. Yeah, and then just like handball or something. It'd be pretty cool. Yeah, handball. Handball would be good. What else? School's a long time ago now. Yeah, I can't remember any of the other ones we played. That do the kids play games at school anymore? Or they just play TikTok. It's a good question. Just just yeah, TikTok and Fortnite on their phone. On that sort of Squid Game front, like there's another show on Netflix that's very similar. Uh, Alice in Borderland. I ended up watching that right after Squid Game. It's from 2020, and it's like the Japanese version of Squid Game. Yeah. So this one is there's a group of friends and they're just hanging around Tokyo. One of them like loves playing his video games and stuff. And then they go into a room and then they come out and everybody else is gone. And they're just like, oh, what's going on here? And then they they work out that, oh, we're kind of the only people left in Japan. And they see this sign saying game arena this way. They go over there and that's when they discover there's there are other people here, but we only sort of ever encounter them at the game arenas and you have to compete in these deadly games. So it is same like deadly violence, our favorite things. You have to get through these games in order to extend your time in the world. Uh, otherwise like these laser beams just shoot down from the sky and straight through the top of the head and you die. Wow. Um, the first game they play is called uh, life or death or live or die or something. And they're basically in this maze and each room has two doors, one that is death, one that is life. And uh, only one of them you can get through. The other one, if you go through a laser strikes you down, you're dead. And if you stay in the room too long, the room just catches on fire and you die there. So you basically have to make a choice. And uh, it ends up they work out how to get through it, obviously, and just the games escalate from there. And So how similar to Squid Game is it and why give me one reason why it didn't blow up like squid game uh so it is very similar uh very graphic very violent is it and it's in japanese yeah japanese with dubbing the dubbing's not as good as squid game not that it's squid game dubbing's good yeah but this one is very like noticeable at times uh i think the biggest issue with this one is the first half of the series where it's these guys who are like they're free to roam in Tokyo and Japan, whereas in Squid Game, like they've obviously been 
kidnapped and locked in these games. So these guys are, you, you can choose not to compete in a game, but you have a set amount of time and you have to play a game to get more time added, basically. So the Koreans are a bit more ruthless. Yeah. So like the first half of this series where they are just in, in Tokyo, just going about their time, trying to extend their life is good. And then in the second half where they go to a place called the beach and meet a whole group of people, it just kind of gets a little bit too crazy and ridiculous and less about the games and more about like the political infighting of this place which is where it fell off for me. And I think that's probably why Squid Game blew up a bit more because it is just each episode is a game. Uh, let's move on. And the story is told whilst playing the games rather than outside the games. Yeah, I like the I like the flash, sort of the flashbacks. Like it almost just felt like an episode of Big Brother, each episode in a way. Like everyone's in there. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the episode, they're like, they play the game. Yeah, so like Alice in Borderland is good. Like I, I love the production and the games in the first half, but yeah, the second half just gets too story heavy and yeah. kind of loses the momentum and interest level for me. It's been extended for a second season, but because it lost so much momentum, it kind of, I'm not overly keen for the second season of Alice in Borderland, but Squid Game, I'm all in for season two of Squid Game. There's going to be, isn't there? There has to be. Probably not for quite a while. Why? Because the uh, writer has not even started writing the second season. He wrote this one nine years ago as well. <laughs> he wasn't expecting this to blow up. He basically was broke, had no money, sold. He sold everything. He sold even sold the computer that he had written it, written the game, the show on, and then eventually eventually built back up enough and rewrote the entire series and submitted it to Netflix and then they picked it up and now he's off to the races. But, yeah, I don't think season two is going to be coming anytime soon. We could be waiting a while for that one. Um, what did you think of the second last episode to last episode? So the second last was like a little half an hour episode. That really should have been the last one. The last episode was redundant. Like you could easily get away with not watching the last episode and be satisfied. It's the second last one where like they finally – complete the games yeah and they had the dinner party then i all was done the game finished then the last one was just all about life after the game and i, I don't think it wasn't really that well put together or it seemed a bit rushed and i'm thinking was that episode added on at the end uh facilitate a second season yeah to have a cliffhanger ending it seems like it because it's weird it was like our episodes then they had the half an hour second last episode which was an absolute banger it was sick and I was like, oh, this is mad. But then, yeah, they just did that really bogus, boring sort of not much action last episode. But it did have some turning points in the plot, I guess, with the old man. Oh, yeah, like there's, there's some big reveals in that last episode, but you probably could have uh, gone like 15 minutes to that second last episode and it still would have been an incredible episode and enough to set up. I've seen a tweet saying turn off. That 20 minutes in <laughs> and you'll be satisfied yeah once you know that the old man was involved that's really all you needed to know and see that he's going back into he's gonna try and work it out and go back in for season two mm. i'm excited for squid game season two but i'm not gonna hold my breath on when that's coming we could be waiting two or three years for that one sadly lucky lucky netflix has a t- 
ton of stuff coming out in the next couple of months. So you know what's coming out in a couple of weeks? Tiger King. Yes. Lock and key. Lock and key season two came out on Friday. It's Tiger King season two is gonna scratch the post squid game itch in a big way. Oh yeah. Uh, Red Notice. A um, couple of good ones I noticed. November's going to be a bit of a doozy for Netties. Oh, yeah. Like I was going through sorting out my uh, spreadsheet for things to cover in the next couple of, mm. like next two months worth of episodes. It's just like, uh, how am I going to fit all this stuff in? Like there's so much I want to watch on Netflix, so much I want to watch on Amazon. Movies mm-hmm. are back. Um, it's happening. We've got many, many Saints and Newick coming up in a couple of weeks. Like, Keen. What the hell? Um, there was something else. Oh, Bond. Bond. That's the big one. I hate that we're so delayed on that, though. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I actually thought it was meant to come out in, like, October. I'm pretty sure it's December now. Is it? The late November, early December? It's something. They just keep pushing it back. Every time I look, they've pushed it back. Is it out overseas, though? I know they had the premiere a few weeks ago. So it's out. Everywhere else in the world has it. We're the only ones that don't. Yeah, I'm good. I'm gonna. I'm keen to see how it finishes to that. See where they head with it. Yeah, I, I just hate that Australia is so far behind. It's like by the time it comes here, it's going to be. We're normally good. We normally get stuff early, if anything. I think they've just pushed it back so much here because they want like cinemas around the country to be open. They don't want to do, or New South Wales can have it, Queensland can have it, but Victoria can't. They just want it. They wanted to sort of wait and make sure everyone was going to be open, ready to go. Well, there's one simple fix for that. Just open her up. Well, we are now. We're good. (laughs) So is Victoria. Victoria are. Like you can go to the pub in Victoria, but you can't go to a movie. Yeah, they've got some weird ones, eh? I'd I'd prefer to go to a movie than go to a pub at the moment. Hey, you and me both, Jamie Apps. I feel like I've got less chance of catching COVID at, a movie cinema with maybe three other people because everybody is too scared to go out versus going to the pub where everyone's there. Yeah, at least in like pubs versus movies, like movies, everyone's just sitting there quiet, not talking, minimizing spread of the vid. Whereas pubs, people are shouting and carrying on, grabbing each other, spitting in each other's schooner glasses. Yeah, pubs are gross. Picking their nose and touching TAB machines. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't be touching a TAB machine anytime soon. Bestie, bro. Just use just use the app. I had to buy dinner with cash last night. I felt so dirty. Oh, yeah. No, that's yeah. <laughs> What even is cash? Then I bought dessert with coins. <laughs> I've got so much cash on me at the moment just for uh, yeah. preparing to move because every, everything's taken. The removalist, uh, the, the carpet cleaner and all of that, it's just all cash. So that's great fun. Yeah, yeah. How's move going good timing or uh so we've been approved uh moving on the second melbourne cup day so it's going to be a get the removalist in get done by lunchtime so we can sit down and plug the tv in at the new place and just watch the race should be worldwide public holiday victoria get it but we don't so yeah like that's why like this shelf is like super empty at the moment look it's literally just the belts and nothing else on those shelves so yeah in the process of the horrible bit of packing everything away. Oh, it's, I don't know. Nah, packing's all right. Unpacking is, <laughs> that's character building exercise. I've, I, I found that you just got to get in and do it. As soon as you're like, 
I'll put stuff in this room and I'll get to that room eventually. You never do. You just got to get in and do it. So as soon as, soon as we get down there, it's just going to be unpack the office, get the office all set up, unpack the bedroom, get that all set up, the lounge room so I can sit down and watch TV when I'm exhausted from unpacking. And then that's it. The rest of the rooms can wait till the next couple of days. The last thing I watched was sort of back on the horror front. I watched the show Midnight Mass, which is mm. also on Netflix. Is that just limited series? Yeah, so it's seven episodes, uh, min- basically mini series. I wanted to start watching it, but it looked a bit scary. And I didn't want to watch it on my own. I watched the trailer and it was like late one Saturday night. I was going to start it and I was like, I don't want to walk upstairs to bed later after watching this. They made it look real scary. <laughs> it's uh, created by Mike Flanagan, who is also, he also made uh, The Haunting of Hill House and The Haunting of Bly Manor. Yeah, I've seen that. Very scary. And uses uses many of the same actors again. Like it has horror elements, but it's definitely not as scary as a ranking his three shows in like order of quality. I would put Haunting of Hill House is far and away the best. I still haven't watched Hill House. I've only watched Bly Manor. Hill House is horrifying. That is that is the scariest and the yeah, best of it. the stories. Uh, then I would probably put uh, Midnight Midnight Mass next, and then Bly Manor. Like Bly Manor didn't really do a huge amount for me. No, it wasn't. As, it wasn't as bad as I was expecting because I think I just knew um, Hill House had a big reputation for. Yeah, Hill House was terrifying and has one of the best produced episodes I've ever seen where it's all one shot. That's You need to watch that. You're kidding. Yeah, no, it's, I definitely need it. I need it. I will, like I said, I've been flat stick here. Once I catch up to Love Island, I'll watch something a bit more wholesome like The Haunting of Hill House. <laughs> yeah, Midnight Mass like finds that good middle ground of a good story, enough horror elements where it's like, oh, this is kind of creepy at times, but it's... It all follows like an isolated island community and their experiences with a supernatural events on the island following the arrival of a, a mysterious priest. Uh, we slowly sort of get introduced to vampires and angels and all sorts of crazy stuff. And overall, the series is like all about like grief, uh, the occult, addiction, and m- most importantly, probably the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. There's lots of like religious symbology and uh, references, and at times it's like super dialogue heavy, which was a bit made it feel a little bit preachy at times, which I didn't really enjoy. Uh, whereas the haunting of Hill House was just a family going through a haunting and was just absolutely terrifying. That was a great show. So, yeah, this one in the middle between Hill House and Bly Manor. But, yeah, definitely Hill House is far and away the best of the Mike Flanagan Netflix shows. Watch it. I'd, I'd, I'd suggest starting it during the day and then see how you're feeling about it if it's maybe not now and it's pitch black and raining and horrible weather outside. Yeah, I've got a bit of a storm early. I was, I was worried we might not be able to record. It was got a bit loose at one stage. <laughs> That's everything I watched. Did you watch another movie as well? Yeah, I did actually. Um, it's called Boss Level. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I saw that last year when it came out. It was not something I would pick myself to watch, but it's rolled with the punches. It definitely surprised me when you said that. 
Yeah, no, nah, I was with mum and she wanted to watch it because it um, had Mel Gibson in it. Yeah, that's seems like a fair choice. It was like, it was and very entertaining. I was like, well, this is pretty cool. It was a bit over the top though, but I, um, it started to build up a really nice sort of storyline. So I needed to stay for the end. It's an enjoyable movie, but yeah, it's, n- it's a basic popcorn Sunday Arvo flick. Oh, yeah, it's very easy watching. Um, apparently, there's a new one with Ryan Reynolds out. I'm told it's pretty much the same thing. Free Guy? Free Guy. Are you familiar with it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I watched it the other week. It's so good. So I can't stand Ryan Reynolds, bro. Uh, okay, if you don't like Ryan Reynolds, you're not going to like this movie because it's just Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds. Did you like Deadpool? No, nah, because I don't like Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> then no, don't. maybe don't watch this. I like Blake Lively. I wouldn't watch this if you don't like Ryan Reynolds. It's just Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Playing the same character he plays in every movie since Deadpool. One of those guys, eh? Well, yeah, actually, speaking of new trailers, I've seen it. There's a new Jake Gyllenhaal movie coming out. Ambulance? Yes. Looks sick, hey? It reminds me of um, Speed on first thoughts. So, yeah, I'm pretty keen for that. We have Barks again. My uh, first thoughts when I saw the the trailer for Ambulance were, um, oh, right, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is just trying to do all of the uh, emergency services jobs in movies now because he's just recently done the the call centre uh, movie on Netflix. Now he's being an ambulance driver, so it's like, oh, okay. I like him. He's a very intense um, actor. Oh, he's a great actor. Yeah, he's a great actor. Um, very good in Southpaw, a movie I've watched once and I'll never watch again. And it was incredible, by the way. It just ruined me. There's a particular scene in it which just I was not ready for and it rattled me. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, it's exceptional, but I'll never watch it again. I highly recommend to anyone who's never seen Southpaw to watch it. Get the tissues ready. Get the, t- get the tissues ready, though. Yeah, so we've got, like we mentioned, Many Saints of Newt coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, it, it like lines up with missing just missing your episode. I think. Yeah. No, nah, we'll we'll make sure we mention it. I'm very keen to very keen to tell about it. I'm up to season five of The Sopranos now, and I've asked a few people whether or not I need to be finishing The Sopranos, and they said not really. Yeah, I think because it's a prequel, we'll be fine. But yeah, I'm pretty keen for that though. Very keen. Keen to get back to the movies. Definitely. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll chat about that on an episode of the podcast, but we'll probably also just do a a random like breakout special special episode video review of that one as well. Uh, so yeah, keep an eye out for that one on the YouTube in the next couple of weeks. And yeah, that's pretty much everything for the week. What's your top recommendation? Um, I was actually just thinking this. Can I'm actually gonna can I recommend um everyone watch Southpaw? When they get a chance, if they haven't already. Yeah, no, that's a fair, that's a fair call. Yeah, I was just reflecting on how good it was. For me, out of the, the things that I watched, it pains me to say this, but I'm just barely going to recommend Halloween Kills. Yeah. Like I said, it, it did enough. It was just a, a slasher that was kind of just a stepping stone for the... On that note, I um told my mate to watch it, but he hasn't seen the first one, the 2018 Halloween. I said you will be able to enjoy it without watching it, but 
try if you can watch the first one. It will make heaps more sense in a way, but you can you can easily go in blind and just say like enjoy it and not be left wondering. Oh yeah, like I think the only thing you'll miss is like why was he in a burning building at, at the start? Apart from that, you you just do yourself a favor and watch the original anyway because it's just, it was a really good movie. <laughs> it's like well put together. It's a good good build up to the reintroduction of the Michael Myers character. Yeah. Watch, watch the 2018 Halloween and then, yeah. And the gas station scene was one of the greatest scenes in recent movie history. <laughs> that was really good. Alrighty, So, yeah, that's everything. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the commentary booth. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe on podcast services, YouTube, and on twitch.tv forward slash Media. You can follow me on social media at Media. And you can follow Blake on Twitter at Captain Crumbs with a Z. The Commentary Booth is a fan-funded production of Jamie Apps Media. You can support the podcast alongside our new magazine, Pario Magazine, on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Media. The following people supported at the community support group level or higher, and you cannot fathom how incredibly appreciative we are for their support. Blake Robinson, Brian and June Hart, Courtney Paulson, Jackson Carr, and Tracy Apps.